God's word for our meditation is the gospel lesson appointed for this Sunday from Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. This is the word of the Lord. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Words that we heard in that Isaiah lesson, written 700 years before the birth of Christ, we get to read in the Gospel of Matthew to show that he is the fulfillment of those words, that he is that light that has dawned. He is that light that came into the darkness of this world to those living in that darkness to let them see that light and bring them into that light. And dear friends, that's a prophecy about what Jesus came to do and did do, and it's a prophecy about you. Because you are those people. You are those people that were walking in darkness, but by the grace of God have seen that great light, that God has called you out of the darkness of sin and unbelief out of the fear of death and hell and the clutches of Satan and brought you into his marvelous, wonderful light, into the light of Christ, to now through faith know him and every blessing that you have in the light of peace and joy and forgiveness and life and salvation. My friends, that is what our God has done for you. Brought you into the light to know the light of the world, Jesus Christ. And to place that light in you, that light of faith and every blessing that goes along with it. That is what our God has done for you by his grace. You were those people walking in darkness that have seen that great light and you know that great light and you are here because you confess that great light and want to grow in that light. But my question for you this morning, knowing all of that is true about you, my question is, are you living in that light? Not just do you know it, not just do you believe it, but are you living in it? And what does that mean, to live in the light? Well, it's more than just saying I'm a Christian. 
It's more than just saying, I believe in Jesus as my Savior. Now, now, is that enough to get you into heaven? Absolutely. Faith in Christ and what he has done for you, and not by your works, but only what he has accomplished, that that is your promise of salvation. That's all you need. But as those who bear the name of Christ, those who have been called to be his followers, those who say we are Christians, we wear his name. Those who know that light and have that light are also called to live it. To live that out in your life. To make him number one in everything. And I wonder sometimes if, if the reason why we don't always fully embrace the way of Christ and, and being a disciple of Christ and, and following him and putting him first and living in that light is because we're afraid of maybe giving up control that we think we have on our lives. Right, that if we just give ourselves completely to God and walk in that light and live in that light completely, well then, I'm just a puppet on a string. Who wants to live like that? Who wants to be a robot? But that's the amazing thing about our God, is that he doesn't call you to leave everything behind to follow him. You know that? He doesn't call you to leave behind everything. You don't have to leave behind your family. You can stay in your family. That's actually a God-pleasing thing. You don't have to go and sell your house and give up everything that you have. You don't have to go quit your job and go be a missionary in some far-off country. You don't have to give up everything that you have to live in the light and be a follower of Christ. The only thing that you do have to give up is anything that will keep you from following him. And that might be a relationship. And that might be a job. And that could be some of the pleasures of this life. Jesus does not call you as a follower to leave absolutely everything behind to follow him, but only what's going to get in the way of following him. Because he simply expects, and rightly so, to be our top priority. And it's a fair expectation, isn't it? Considering what he's done for us, called us out of darkness into his marvelous light all by his grace to give us all those blessings of peace and forgiveness and life and salvation. Jesus wants to be the number one priority in our life. Not that we don't have other priorities, but he's number one before anything and anyone else. And we're good at making priorities in our life, right? We, we know what that's like. You, you are constantly having to, to figure out the amount of time that you have in your schedule, in your calendar, and what you're going to do with it. You've got to make decisions on what your priorities are. Right, football fans, if watching your football game is a priority, you are going to spend three hours sitting in front of that TV and not let anything disturb you because it's a priority to you. 
you know, two hours to sit and watch that movie because entertainment is a priority to you. Or maybe it's just spending a few hours just mindlessly flipping through 600 channels just because that's relaxing to you. And relaxing is it a priority to you. We all have priorities in our life. We have to make priorities because we have so much limited time. Jesus isn't calling you to leave behind everything else just to make sure he's the number one priority. Jesus calls us to be his followers. Jesus calls us, us to give up anything that would keep us from following him. And that's a fair expectation, isn't it? And if you've decided that you're too busy to follow Jesus, you're too busy to be living in that light, well, it's one of two things. Number one, you might be just too busy. <laughs> and you need to figure that out. But maybe your priorities are just messed up. If you are not living in that light, if Jesus is not your number one priority, if following him is not the first thing on your mind, then we've got some thinking and praying to do, don't we? Jesus says, follow me. And the only thing he's calling you to give up is anything or anyone that is keeping you from following him first. When you're living in that light, he calls us to be, to follow him first before anyone or anything else. But, but also when, when we are his followers, he's, he gives us something to do. It's not just passively sitting there in the light. It's actually to be actively doing something. And we don't have to guess. We don't have to wonder. He tells us. And it's something very important. He wants us to go fishing. Now, I, I love to fish. I, since moving to Arizona, I haven't gotten a lot of opportunities. There's just not as much water here as there is in the Midwest to do fishing. And I'm, I'm one of those fishermen. I'm not, I'm not casual, right? Like, I just, I won't get done and say, well, I just, I enjoyed my day on the lake, right? I want to catch fish. That's why I'm out there. Yeah, I enjoy the lake, but I, I'm out there to catch fish. And, and you know that there's many variables to success fishing. Right? There's time of year, there's temperature, there's time of day, there's location, water color, depth of water, color of the lure, size of the lure. I mean, that's just a few of the many variables that are going to determine your results when you're fishing. But the kind of fishing that, that we do as followers of Jesus is not the kind where we need to concern ourselves with results. We give God that responsibility. Instead, what we're called to do is just go and fish. When my kids were younger and I would, I would take them out fishing, one thing I constantly had to be reminding them of is you can't catch any fish if your line is not in the water. Right? They just love to throw it out and reel it back in. Like, you got to leave that bobber out there, right? right? And, and you certainly can't catch any fish if you're sitting in the cabin overlooking the lake, right? You got to be fishing in order to catch some fish. 
You've got to be actively doing it. And that's what Jesus calls us to do. And fishing, the kind of fishing that Jesus calls us to do as his followers, as those who live in the light, that's as fish, fishing for people, that's what we do in the light. It takes many forms. I know for many of you, the first thing you think about of fishing for people is, is what we did here, a number of our members and all the guests that we had from the schools in Wisconsin that we did the week before, where you're going and knocking on doors and telling strangers about Jesus. Well, it certainly is included, but that's not the only way to fish for people. You fish for people when you come here and serve our snacks. You're fishing for people when you greet someone you've never met before, maybe a guest to our church, and you have a conversation with them. You fish for people when you are kind and caring to that clerk at the grocery store that everyone just kind of overlooks. You are fishing for people when you are hardworking and honest at your job. You are fishing for people when you use clean language and make sure that everything that's coming out of your mouth is going to glorify God no matter where you are or who you're with. Because fishing for people means simply leading others to the one that you follow. It's living in that light and shining that light of Christ to the people around you. That is what we're called to do. That is who we are. As those who have the light of Christ within us, we are called to fish for people by letting that light shine through our words and through our actions. That's what we get to do as we fish for people. And now maybe you're starting to think of all sorts of excuses. This, you know, this whole living in the light thing, and it just seems too hard and too complicated. And you know, I'm just, I'm happy where I am. I'm real comfortable where I am. I don't really want to make any changes in my life. And this whole following Jesus thing seems like it might be a lot. Well, consider maybe some of the questions that went through the minds of those disciples that Jesus called that day. You're asking me to... To, to spend more time away from home? You're asking me to spend more time away from my friends? You're expecting me to do something that I, I, I've never been trained to do before? You're expecting me to leave everything here and, and to just follow you? Maybe you got some of those same questions. But think of some of the questions that that maybe, maybe Jesus could have asked that day. Father, you, you want me to ask who to be my followers? These guys whose, their, their home lives are a mess. Their priorities are all screwed up. They, they swear too much on the boat. They have no training or qualifications whatsoever. But he didn't ask any of those questions. Jesus knew all of their shortcomings. He knew all of their failures. He knew that they weren't qualified, but it wasn't so much about an invitation to come follow me. As it was Jesus saying, I will make you into what I'm calling you to be. 
And friends, that's what he longs to do with you too. You might feel ill-equipped or unequipped or not equipped at all. But Jesus calls you, the one who has already called into the light, to know his light, to live in that light and share that light. And here in, in what he says to these disciples are some amazing promises hidden in there for you and for those first disciples who left those nets, who left their families and followed to become his disciples. He says, come follow me, which means that he will always be with you, that you are never alone. He says that I will send you. I will be the one who will equip you and train you and encourage you. And he says that you are to be fishers of people. Which means that this is an important task that Jesus has for us to do. And he's relying on us to do it. There was a book written a number of years ago called In Search of Excellence. And it, uh, the, the premise of the book was to try to figure out why some companies are really successful and others aren't. And what they found was that in those companies that were so successful and reached that, that, that point of excellence in their company, what set them apart from everyone else is that everyone in that company, everyone from the person who cleaned the toilets to everyone who sits in the executive offices and everyone in between, knew the mission of that company and their place in it. My friends, it's the same in Jesus' church. We know what our mission is. We know what we're called to do. To know that light and live in that light and share that light. And it takes every one of us. And if we do that, and when we do that, we will see some amazing things that God will do through us as we shine that light of Christ in our own personal lives and as a life of a church to the world around us. We will get to see people who are still walking in darkness to come by God's grace to know that light of Christ too. And if you need any motivation to do this, if you say, Pastor, why should I? Well, then remember who this one is who calls you to do it, who says, come follow me. He is the one who is willing to walk that lonely way to a cross, who is willing to leave heaven to come into this cold, dark world and do what we cannot and take what we deserved. To take from us the punishment of hell so that we can have the hope of heaven. You have always been Jesus' top priority. Do you know that? Always. You're the reason he lived. You are the reason he died. You are the reason he rose from the dead. You are the reason he sits at the right hand of God the Father. You are the reason 
why he says that I continue to come to you in word and sacrament to renew you in my love for you and remind you of everything I've done for you, all I am doing for you and all that is still planned for you. You have been and always will be Jesus' top priority. So what else can we say but, Jesus, be my leader. Let me follow you. Let me live in that light. Let me go and share your light. Don't forget, dear friends, in spite of what the world around you tells you, that this life is not about you. It really isn't. This life is not about you getting ahead and and taking advantage of all the opportunities that this world can offer to you. It's not what this life is about. Your life in this world is one who has been called out of the darkness of sin and death and unbelief and into the marvelous light of Christ is to live for him. And that resets all of your priorities. It resets why you live and how you live and what you do and how you do it and what you fill your calendar up with and how you spend your money and what you teach your kids changes everything. When you know that light and you are living in that light. How are you doing with that, by the way? <laughs> living in the light. Yeah, I've been doing pretty miserable too. And so hear the words of Jesus again. The words he spoke to the people of his time, the words that still echo down to us through these living words of God where he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Confess your failures. Look to Jesus, the one who lived that perfect life of following the Father's will for you. Look to Jesus, the one who hung on that cross to pay for all of your sins, for all of the times that you have followed so many things and other people before him. Look to Jesus, who now calls you, who are already in his light, to remain in that light and live in that light and go and fish as you share that light. Go and let that light of Christ shine through you to the world until one day you're going to get to be in that eternal light with him forever. God grant you the determination and the strength, the desire to do it.